We got the truth. Yeah. We, got the truth. we do have the truth. We got the big truth. Hey, the, welcome business. to the big truth of Small Business Podcast with my host, Travis Castle. I'm Joe Watkins. And we got a guest with us today to talk about a special topic that's near and dear to his part, to his uh, heart. And uh, his name is Drew Walston. Welcome to the show, Drew. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be here. And uh, Drew is with uh, Mighty Hero Homes. This is a a, uh, a cause that he has uh, started here a couple years ago, and uh, and he is here to to share a little bit about that. I mean, this is uh, Drew's a former corporate guy going to, to to a very successful small business and was called uh, called by God to to start a. a, a a nonprofit around Mighty Hero Homes, and uh, and we're going to talk about today, Travis. Uh, really, the, the the worthiness that small businesses should be giving to causes, especially local causes that that, that they uh, believe in, but also just the idea that small business and small business owners, and even the people inside that business, the power and the reasons why giving. Uh, to to these causes is important, and, and we'll and we'll highlight uh, Drew's cause today. Drew, you got any thoughts that you want to give to give to our audience? Kind of to, a little bit of foundation around uh, Mighty Hero Homes, just a small foundation. Yeah, just uh, briefly. Four years ago, I wouldn't imagine myself sitting here uh, talking about uh, providing permanent housing to homeless veterans. Uh, having not been a veteran, never been homeless uh, at the time, I didn't even know a homeless veteran. But the Lord spoke to my heart unequivocally, um, sharing what he had intended for, for me uh, for the rest of my life or as long as he, he chooses. And coming from corporate America and then uh, 15 years as a small business owner, um, I learned that those experiences were actually what prepared me to do this. And I wasn't, would not have been capable of doing this and doing it successfully if not for those so the, the value that corporations and the small businesses play in the nonprofit world, especially uh, for Mighty Hero Homes, uh, can't be understated. So thank you for the opportunity to be here today to help share with small businesses and other business leaders, whether you're C-suite or you're uh, in human resources or whomever, is the importance of understanding the environment around you and, and, and playing a critical role in helping nonprofits uh, do good in our communities. Cool, cool. Travis? Yeah, that's awesome. I, I just want to get to know Drew a little bit better. And you, Drew, get me. We know each other just a, a little bit here. Watched you play a little bit of golf. Uh, I think you beat me uh, the two times that we've played together. So I'm, <laughs> I'm a little salty over those beatings. But so you run Mighty Hero Homes full time now? I do. Okay. April 1st, 2022, I transitioned my business full time. Um, I did uh, a lot of research and a lot of preparation while running my business, but uh, the calling became so evident, and uh, the need to focus on it full time is, you know, obvious. Okay, so so you sold the business, transitioned the business. Uh, I have a business partner that's running the day to day operations as a managing partner, but uh, allows me to uh, spend all of my time on Mighty Hero Homes. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that kind kind of brings me up to date with who you are. So this is this is an all day, every day pursuit. For you. For, yes. First question I've got for you in terms of thinking about, because I think there's a couple of directions today that I'm thinking about, one of which is obviously why it's important for small businesses uh, or for businesses in general to look at uh, nonprofit partners or look at giving as a part of 
their purpose, I think, with within the business world. But there's something else that occurs to me just in 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 thinking about this topic, which is, you know, we're talking to entrepreneurs. And so, you know, you're coming out of the small business world and you didn't join an organization, is my understanding. You started this organization. Correct. All right. So talk to me a little bit about the experience in small business and and kind of the the crafting of, you know, kind of I think the way you would see it is God's plan, kind of crafting and building skill sets for you. Who should think about starting a nonprofit versus partnering with a nonprofit? How do you see that? Well, great. And I'm glad you said that. To clarify, um, I didn't start the Mighty Hero Homes. Okay. The Lord called me to that. And, um, and, and if I'm being honest, I was an unwilling servant for far too long. I spent a year trying to convince him that he'd call the wrong person. Um, and after I ultimately yielded, uh, I was looking for an easy way out, uh, looking for someone to write a check to or someone to volunteer my time to or lend to them my, my business experience. But uh, the calling was uh, to, to be involved in on a day-to-day basis. So uh, in the nonprofit world, is very different than corporate America or small business ownership. So uh, if someone feels like they're interested in that, um, I would encourage them to uh, spend some time in a nonprofit before they decide that it's just something that they're, you know, that, that interests them. Uh, it's a it's a tough world. Um, the grant process is very arduous. The and as you would like to think that everyone was pulling together for a good a common cause, I've I've not found that to be the case. And so, Mighty Hero Homes, in addition to trying to uh, fundamentally house permanently house homeless veterans. We've also seen an opportunity to help bring other organizations together so that we can do more as, as a group than we can individually. There are thousands of veteran-centric nonprofit organizations in the country. Uh, hundreds, if not thousands, they have some element uh, in their charter for homelessness. And, uh, and it's a very inefficient process right now in the United States. And so we are seeking to create what we call the coalition of the willing of people who are like-minded, who have uh, different skills and techniques and abilities to come together so that we can accomplish far more. It might hero homes, so we could care less who gets the credit. We could care less whose name or logo is on, uh, on the, the sign or, or, or on the, uh, the, the publication information. Uh, we truly are, are seeking to provide homes for our homeless veterans. So to answer your question with regard to should I get involved in it or should I support it, um, it really is going to you know, be dependent upon, you know, in my opinion, you know, what the Lord's called you to do because it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of heavy lifting. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, but there's so much good that, that local businesses and, and, and corporations, of course, but uh, focusing here today on the small business, there's so much that small businesses can do to support their local nonprofits whether it be for veterans or, or animals or children or, or whatever the cause may be. So uh, the, the first thing is, is to be involved in where your heart is. And uh, where your heart is is generally where you want to spend your money and where you want to spend your time. And if, uh, if you're not aligned in that perspective, you're probably uh, you're not going to be successful. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, you mentioned coalition of the willing and uh I, drew has a lot of, drew's a, drew's a, a friend of mine and we play golf together and, and i always love you know one of one of my favorite things to capture from from friends is 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 these little sayings that they have because they they usually have some real meaning behind them and uh 
<laughs> the coalition of the willing kind of struck me um, as as something. If you're if you're on the other side, if you're listening to this and and you're going, okay, what is you know what does that mean? Um, how how can that apply to me? How do I become a part of a coalition? What is the first step that maybe people in your organization that came to to Mighty Hero Homes when they decided, hey, I, I'm gonna I mean, you got a lot of uh, folks as part of this group that are all volunteer at this point, and and, and they're they're giving a lot of their time. What was the what was the experience for you where that that first couple steps that they took and that they were exposed to that got them to where okay, I'm I'm doing this because I think on the other end of this podcast, you know, people who have not got involved at that level, well, you know, what 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 does that look like? Yeah, sure. You know, in my opinion, a leader can only motivate, especially in the nonprofit world, if you're seeking to do something either either as a volunteer or something that's um, you're not, you know, it's not your career. Um, a person can only inspire you to so much. So, for folks who get involved with my hero homes, it's important for me to understand that they have a personal interest and they have a personal calling to serve our veterans. Uh, if they're there simply to help me, that's fine, and I'll, I appreciate that, and I'll take that. But that will only last for a season. Uh, I can only motivate someone so much to do something that's uh, um, out of the norm or not within their comfort zone. So I've been blessed to have people around me that are, are in, have been individually called, and the Lord has knitted together this community in such a unique way that's uh, it's very, very, very powerful. So we spend far less of our time trying to keep everyone uh, motivated or on point because they are uh, either self-motivated or motivated through their commitment to uh, their Lord and Savior to to do what they're needing to do. But you know, specific to the coalition of the willing, um, what we are seeking to do is to is to introduce the need for a unified response across a broad spectrum, um, local people unto themselves cannot be successful. Uh, there are too many things relative to zoning and, and uh, financial matters uh, that, that, that take another segment of people. So we have involved uh, legislators at the local, state, federal level to get them on board to understand, uh, for one, for them to come along beside us to help communicate the egregious stain on our country's history of veteran homelessness. At, 37,000 to 75,000 homeless veterans, depending on what data you choose to, uh, to look at. Uh, it, there's, there's, there's no viable explanation on why this should occur in our country. Uh, and the problem is getting worse. Uh, so the, the Lord gave us a vision for a response that is scalable, economically viable, and, and feasible. And so we are seeking uh, folks who will come along beside us either as financial supporters, as volunteers, as subject matter experts, uh, as folks who will, will work directly with our veterans when our bases are built, and certainly the organizations such as our contractors and our engineering partners, our project management partners, um, that will help fulfill the vision that the Lord gave us to help m take that from paper to structures where veterans can move into, never have to move away from, and can one day own. Let me hone in on one thing because I think this really is is kind of the point I want to drive is you really if you're going to be involved in a charity and you're going to do it in a long term way, it has to be a calling for that particular need. Travis, I mean, we just don't need to 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 pick 
charities so we can put logos on the websites that we give to these places. You know, we need, we need to, we need to have, there needs to be some type of personal investment. It could be that, um, you know, my, my mom had, uh, some, you know, breast cancer and that was the personal connection that, that, that called me to then to go step into being involved in that charity or contributing to that charity. I have something to connect it back to. And that, that really is the longevity that we find uh, works even in if you're going to be in business for 20 years or 25 years. You there was a there was a a need that was unfulfilled that you felt like I could I could serve this need and I could serve it well in the community. And if I don't believe that, that's when you begin to 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 falter away in your business too. I mean, so you have to have passion around a cause or a need that I'm personally connected to or that I have. Uh, you know, an intimate interest in for some reason. And that, that I think that's an initial thrust. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I like that in terms, I mean, you and I certainly have been going through this uh, post the sale of our business, which is, you know, the most successful businesses out there. And I would have to imagine this is part of the crossover in the nonprofit world. And I hear, I hear it when Drew talks about it. Um, You've got to fall in love in the business world with serving your customer at some point, right? Yes, yes. Like you've got to have a real desired outcome. So um, I've got this crazy issue with my left foot. I won't, I won't go into it. But ultimately, I've got surgery in my future. <laughs> I found out this past week. It, it's odd because it doesn't really hurt, but I tore the ligaments on the top of your foot uh, and so I've been walking funny. Didn't know I did it. Didn't know I did. Just knew I was walking funny. I, I knew it. Go, go see the. Orth- I've seen you. Go, go see the orthopedic. Uh, not orth. Yeah, orthopedic doctor. Anyway, um, went to go see one, and I sat down in a waiting room of about 120 people. <laughs> it was like being at the DMV, but but the DMV is if it worked quickly. I mean, you were they were cycling people through there. People walking out in boots and wheelchairs, and it, it was. The lady spent five minutes with me and uh, misdiagnosed me and sent me on my way. Okay, so a few weeks later, she didn't do any good. I make I just randomly pull another appointment out of desperation, quickest one I can pick. I go in this doctor's office, younger younger doctor, and, man, she diagnoses a very hard-to-diagnose problem with my foot because there's no pain. It's just I'm walking funny. Mm. And it doesn't really show up on the X-ray, but she took all the symptoms and her experience and come find out how in the world God made people passionate around somebody else's foot. Mm. But this, this young lady was passionate. And as she's mm. talking to me, I can tell she's wanting an outcome for me. I mean, this lady is, she'll, she'll be my referral. If you ever have a problem, you need to drive to, uh, to Noonan, Georgia, and, and see this young lady. I went back to see her this past week, and she, we, we got the update on it. And she just, uh, again, I, I could tell in her counseling me about what was going to happen, which, by the way, she was an expert on this matter. I mean, high-level expert on this weird injury. She fixes football players and all, all kind of professional athletes that have it. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm s- somewhat of a professional athlete since I was paid to coach golf for a while, Joe. I don't know if you know that. but uh, So it's appropriate she's working with me. Anyway, a, a very long story to be a longer story of she's in love with this outcome for me. I mean, she has a heart for this, and I could feel it. didn't take long. You can feel it with Drew, and I think good businesses, you can feel it with them around their customers. 
And, and so I would say in, in, with the idea of picking a nonprofit or, or picking an organization, I think you've got to look at the outcome that that organization is trying to produce. And you've got to have, uh, yeah, I think there's a God component there of connecting you with that outcome. I, I, don't, I don't think it means if you're a home builder that you need to be necessarily involved with Drew's situation because you build homes and he's trying to build I mean, I think you could just be anything. But I think yeah. if you fall in love with the outcome here that's trying to happen, I think that's your call. I think that's how you know this is the one. Right, right. And 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 the and the and the charity's interest in that outcome, uh, chair, uh, Drew. We've talked some about this, but as you've gone down this road and kind of learned this nonprofit arena, you run into. Well, we won't name organizations, but you've run into a lot of different organizations and people who maybe proclaim certain things about what they're trying to accomplish. But when you get into the nitty gritty of it, you don't it doesn't align with maybe what, what they're actually doing. I'm, I'm assuming you've run across this and this has been part of the challenge is there's a lot of politics involved at, at, at different levels. And you're trying to fix the problem, like literally keeping that front and center. And there's this, all these deviations because of how big money operates in politics. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to my, you know, my 37 years of business experience leading into this, uh, I wasn't ready. I would not have been ready to do what needs to be done for Mighty Hero Homes, if not for that 37 years of previous experience. Because uh, the nonprofit world, while it says nonprofit, it's, uh, it is, uh, it's an industry. And there, there's a lot of money involved. And uh, you have to handle it uh, as you would handle you know, any other uh, item of importance to you. Um, like to just kind of go back to something you said earlier is you know in terms of the commitment and the calling you know i believe the lord uh, has uniquely equipped all of us for a particular task and unfortunately I, I i don't believe the majority of people ever find out what that purpose is and uh, those who have you can really tell because they're special people and whether you know them or whether you you know or knowledgeable about what they do, you can tell they're different because they're they're living in their purpose. I like to think about, um, you know, I have a phrase called, you know, smack dab in the middle of God's will. And that's my daily desire is for me to ultimately be smack dab in the middle of God's will for my life. I probably only know three or four people um, that I look at and say they are operating smack dab in the middle of God's will. Uh, one is a close friend of, of ours, uh, Diana Cowan, in her ministry with mm. uh, with her um, wigs for women right. who, who have uh, hair loss. Uh, my pastor, Benny Tate, at Rock Springs Church is another one, and that's just uh, my commitment. You know, the, the Lord having equipped us in certain ways, and, and there's no doubt in my mind He's equipped me for this moment. And I've said from the very beginning, if it's God's will that I bring my hero homes to it, even to this point today, and, and you're to take it from here and, and, and fulfill the mission, then I can say that I've done what the Lord's called me to do. Likewise, if he's called me to hand over the 37,000th key to the last homeless veteran, then uh, I seek to be obedient to that as well. Uh, but when we're called, um, I believe that calling uh, will impact three areas of our life. One is our time, one is our treasure, and one is our talent. And those are, area, those are three things that no matter who you are, no matter what your situation is, 
uh, we all have time, we all have treasure, and we all have talent. Um, even if you're uh, impoverished, uh, you have those three. If you're um, a high net worth individual, you have those. If you're retired and um, single, you, you have those, uh, obviously to varying degrees. Um, but I think the Lord will, you know, the, the Bible tells us that we'll be rewarded based on what we do with what we, we receive. And, um, you know, the Lord's, you know, Lord's blessed us. Um, and um, it's, uh, this, is, this is the time to, to help others. Because I truly believe that if you'd asked me four years ago, you know, Drew, what's the win with Mighty Hero Homes? What are you after? Uh, I would have intuitively said when we hand over the last key to the last homeless veteran, we can check the box and say we've accomplished what we set out to do and, and I then go about something else. But, but that's really transitioned tr- significantly over time that the real win is when 84 men and women uh, veterans per base uh, are healthy again, who find their hope again, when those veterans are unleashed into the communities where Mighty Hero Home bases are built I believe those communities will be uh, transformed for generations. Um, and, this, and this is a long, this is long road, and this is hard work. And, and I, like anybody else, I get frustrated that we're not moving fast enough or that something's not happening in accordance to our plan. But the Lord's given me several memory markers or certain things that, that I hold on to, anchors as I call them. And one is I know there's a veteran that's sleeping in the woods or under a bridge uh, right now. Uh, and there's also a single mother that's raising a 12 or 13 year old um, young man by herself. And there's an intersection at some point in time that that veteran will have the opportunity to meet with that young child and be a mentor to that child and help that child to not take the path that they perhaps took um, in desperation. And it's our responsibility to help make that introduction and by doing by ensuring that our veterans uh, have a home and, 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 and again, att- attain the dignity and the hope that, that everybody wants, wants to have. When that veteran gets healthy and then ultimately meets that single mother and is able to take that child under, uh, under his wing as a mentor, uh, and that child becomes successful as a result of that. That's what drives us in the, in the dark days and the days that it doesn't feel like it's moving fast enough. One of the things I was thinking here, and Travis, we've talked about this before on the show uh, as it relates to other other things and other actions, but, you know, I was just thinking that uh, when oftentimes, Drew, uh, we think that we need to feel something, see something, uh, maybe even be called to something in order to then take the action. And what I've uh, witnessed a lot, especially in the last three years as I've gotten more honed in on this, is that the actions that you take actually imprint back on your mind. What you go do, and we take, we just talked about, you know, somebody in depression. When somebody in depression goes and gets out and they haven't worked in a couple of years and they go out and work 10 hours a day and they start building their self-esteem and they're, they're, they're actively doing something that actually begins to change back in their mind, what they think and believe about things. Mm-hmm. And so as I've thought about this and I've thought about giving, and this has just been a, a, a constant change in me over the last uh, several years is, you know, when you just start to do it, even when you don't have the calling, even, even when you don't have all the reasons why, but when you just start to do it, what what 
tra- the transformation that begins in you as someone that's giving, just the f- mere principle of giving to others is powerful. And then by doing that, momentum gets created in that. And sometimes you actually gain callings out of that and you gain insights. And so I just didn't want to miss that as a, as a principle that we hold up is, is actions a lot of times precede your actually thinking, your actual thinking on it, your actual, what you believe about it. It's been a pretty profound difference that's come through this podcast for sure. And, and just like buying the red car, you start to see it everywhere, I guess, which is, you know, the motivation to go and to work out happens about 15 minutes after I'm working out. You know, if I, if I wait for the motivation to ever get in the car to go, then, you know, that's right. ultimately that's, that's why you never get in the car to go. So I, I like that, but I think it speaks to when we use that word calling, I think, I think we, we might could spend a minute on that, especially here with, with Drew, who this is, this is the defining reason I think why Drew's here. Right. I mean, it wasn't that, uh, from which which is a little surprising to me in terms of hearing him articulated i would have thought maybe you'd have had a military background or had had you know uh, a, a personal uh, experience in some way with with the homeless community um but i think it's awesome your answer ultimately to that so i'm going to ask you again uh, uh, about that but um well i just ask you about that right now um but before before we get off that topic so Given the fact that you're not a you know career military guy, and this is a military organization, um, or helping the outcome, helping homeless veterans, just succinctly tell us again why this for you specifically, um, uh, and we'll just leave it there. Why why this calls for you? And then after that, Joe, as he's talking, I just want to talk about this idea because when I would listen to podcasts like this, this idea of the calling sometimes got me frozen in acting I agree. a little bit. So I agree. anyway, yeah, your, your version for being here. Yeah. I, um, and I probably don't have a great answer for it other than the fact that uh, I'm seeking to be obedient. Um, yeah, the Lord wired me in a, a particular way. I have an obsessive uh, personality. Uh, I don't do many things, but things I do, I tend to do too. obsession. So years ago, I, I, I thought, well, why don't I turn that into, um, uh, a benefit for the Lord. He made me this way, so we obviously did so for a reason. So, you know, my intent, my desire is to to be obsessively obedient to what He's called us to do. And I think the precursor of that is is what led to this uh, um, me yielding to what He He called me to do. Again, uh, four years ago, five years ago now, almost. Um, you know, this is not something I sat down and dreamed. I wasn't looking to do something else. In fact, I was looking to maybe do a little bit less and and, and play golf a little bit more. Um, I didn't know that he had Act 3 um, planned here. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I give myself the same advice that I give others when others ask me, you know, what can I do? How can I help? And my answer 100% of the time to 100% of the people to that question is uh, pray and then be obedient to what the Holy Spirit calls you to do. And if that's to pray for us, then pray for us. If that's to donate, donate. If it's to serve, serve. If it's to introduce us to someone else, do that. Um, because we have an entire network of people who are introduced to Mighty Hero Homes that are acting in obedience to what God's calling them to do on an individual basis. That is the absolute recipe for success. And that, that situation cannot fail. Now, if we start going out and doing things that we want to do or that we think is the best thing to do, um, now the Lord will equip us uh, to, to, to make those, those, you know, the right call. 
Uh, there are some people who have been uniquely equipped to write large checks. There are some who will never be able to donate financially but can give of their time. There's there's some who uh, don't have time and don't have money, but they can introduce us to their uncle uh, who has uh, the ability to introduce us to an influencer. Um, so that's, uh, uh, you know, calling is a, a whole new you know topic, and it's mm-hmm. something that um, I spent two years fighting it. So you know, I'm not here to say that, uh, you know, the Lord speaks to you in a dream, you wake up the next morning and you start doing what he called you to do. It is a process. It's, it's, it's you know, I have been, as I was going to say, I've been transformed, but I am being transformed through this process. So uh, I'm growing as an individual and I'm learning as I go. And God is using what he's teaching me to help impact the lives of others. Something came up. We both, we both smirked a little bit because you said, uh, you said act three. We, we did a couple shows on, uh, on Act 1 and Act 2. We actually called it that. And, uh, and, and we kind of felt like we were in Act 2. Um, and uh, as you said, Act 3, because we haven't done the show on Act 3, maybe because we, we're not there yet. You're, but, turn, you're turning 50 this year. Whoa, hang on a minute. I, I, I'm already there. So we'll, we'll do it we're, on, we're, the, uh, on the anniversary. Yeah, there. we're, we're getting there. I've got a decade of experience being uh, 50. So. But, but what, yeah, I, what, yeah. what came to mind as you, as, as you, were, you, were, you were talking about uh, this calling in Act 3 was I think, I think this is a time, Act 3 is a time to get purposeful about your purpose. Uh, and that, that, Travis, I mean, if you want to just bull down the big truths of small business and why we started it. You know, for those that don't know, we, we, we started this show out of, out of uh, wanting to have an archive of, of conversations between dads to leave to our kids. We thought we're having these cool conversations about business, about life. Uh, never, never had these types of conversations in this kind of way with our kids. Wouldn't it be cool if down the road they could just, they could peer in or even the grandkids 15, 20 years later can go, man, this is my granddad. You know, and this this is real. Like they, this is not contrived. And uh, but what what's actually occurred out of all this is about three years of trying to figure out how to be purposeful about our purpose. It's interesting you even use that word. Uh, I've read Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, twice in my in my life, and it's uh, as if I had read it for the first time, the second time, and it literally transformed or changed my life twice. And to this, to this day, I draw principles that I learned through that study and through the reading that book uh, and, and are, are able to apply it to Mighty Hero Home. So even 10 to 15 years ago, the Lord was preparing me for this moment. Right. Uh, and finding purpose, I can tell you, uh, as a, uh, an executive, as a business owner, there is nothing has been more fulfilling than being obedient and doing what the Lord's calling me to do here. And uh, in, my, in my business, we were part of three world records. Uh, in my organization, uh, in corporate America, we were the fastest growing uh, you know, such organization in, in the country. Um, but even those uh, thrills and, and those uh, accomplishments and accolades uh, do not compare to you know, some of the small breakthroughs that we're receiving here because this has not only purpose, but it impacts lives and it impacts real lives. And it impacts lives of our heroes, people who deserve someone to stand up for them and to, to fight for them uh, because they fought for us. 
Yeah, I love that. I, I think that the truth for you and me, Joe, is this this word purpose around the way that we're using it. And, you know, we talk about this, and we can just be this podcast. This can just be who we are because it, it come to find out it is just who we are. Uh, it, it, having said that, when we see how it, it's resonating with other people, which is, look, time's running out. Time's running out. I mean, um, you hear people that get, you know, di- a, a, a cancer diagnosis. I certainly sat through this with 10 years with my dad. Just walking outside and in, in, in the morning time and seeing the deer in the backyard changes when you know you're not going to walk outside for the next 50 years and see the deer in the backyard. I mean, it's, it's like any economy. When there's less of it, it's more valuable, right? And so as we're moving towards our day, <laughs> I don't want to be too morbid, right? But whatever day that is, with the backdrop that we don't know if it's today, right? Which, so I think there has been, certainly I'll speak for myself, in, in my lifetime, you know, going back much younger, and I think this is just really kind of a common human experience, you know, we think we got 82 and a half years, right? So at least in our thoughts around our work life or where we may donate our money or our time, not that pressing, when you're looking at it and you've got all of that sitting in the bank. Yeah, that's I, always the, the, the number you're focused on. Absolutely. And I, I, so I think what's been revealed as you get older is that that's just uh, that's a lie that we tell ourselves. It's a lie that our society perpetuates. Um, you know, certainly uh, the financial planning industry or anybody trying to get you to invest, uh, that's, that's the time horizon they're going to discuss and talk about. Uh, and, and again, not to live every second as if it's going to be your last, but this idea of purpose, you know, it's, it's sort of time to get to it as you age, but it's time to get to it as you're young too. You know, don't miss out that we're a few guys post 50 talking about nonprofits and giving our time and giving our money. This is as relevant, uh, to the younger folks too. It's just, it's just the truth, uh, of, of mortality that we deal with. Other thing I want to talk about real quick, and y'all can comment on that, but just I'll, I'll lose it. As Drew starts talking about making the decision to do this or, or, to, or in obedience, the decision that was made for him and being obedient to that, and then what's interesting to me is you talking about really uh, God drawing people to, uh, to uh, Mighty Hero Homes and the different skill sets they bring based on who they are and that sort of thing. Any business should be run this way. Like we're talking about this as a nonprofit business uh, because it does kind of have a heartstring outcome here at the end of the day. But, you know, quite honestly, the best businesses I can think of, their employees have bought into a vision and they act like volunteers. They, mm-hmm. they do more than what they're getting compensated to do. There, there's been a vision and an end result that that leadership has casted for those folks and they're rising way above their pay grade. And, and that's kind of, to me, it's something that any listener now that has any leadership in a, in a private business, small business needs to figure out, uh, you know, what are, what are they there for? Who are they serving? And has that filtered down to their people? And is anybody, you know, how do you know that? I think, is anybody acting like a volunteer? Like, I love that idea. That, that's, a, that's a great visual. Have you, have you casted a vision strong enough, clear enough, and purposeful enough to where your team acts like volunteers? 
Uh, I, I might take it one step further than a volunteer, and, and that's of an ambassador. Ambassadors. Yeah. We're, we're seeking people who people who donate, um, and, and and I can share more about our our, our campaign. But people who donate, uh, we call them patriots. They're giving something. They're they're standing up. But people who then take it the next step to involve others and and get others to to follow them in supporting, we call them an ambassador. And whether it be a small business or a nonprofit or uh, church affiliation, um, when people are motivated to do something because they believe in the cause or they believe in the product or they believe in the service, um, that, that extends far beyond uh, compensation and retirement plans and, and benefit packages. Uh, that's fulfillment of life. And the happiest people I know um, probably are not the richest people I know. Uh, and that's um, probably not uh, by mistake. But they're, they're the most on-purpose people that you know. Absolutely. Travis, you were talking just a moment ago about um, uh, people becoming involved. And, in fact, uh, three of our primary target for supporters uh, are students and churches. Uh, just throughout my career and just throughout my life, I like to bring people who have very different experiences and very different backgrounds together just to kind of see the dynamics when – different people meet and interact with different people. And uh, so true to this, students, uh, I would venture a guess that the average middle school student would have a hard time articulating uh, what a veteran is and uh, why we owe a debt of service, a debt of gratitude to our veterans. Uh, so part of our upcoming campaign is going to be to mobilize our student base to support our veterans. Um Likewise, our churches, there's 380,000 churches in the United States, uh, and we're going to seek to have every church do a little, uh, and every church to give $100 as a church. If every church in America gave $100, that could have significant impact. Um, we've had uh, illustrations of students who become um, motivated to support Mighty Hero Homes through a variety of reasons, either their father served or, or uh, someone in their family. I was a veteran. One young lady at our at our course uh, sold cookies and lemonade you know, during a two day tournament, uh, raised four hundred twelve dollars, and donated all four hundred twelve dollars to Mighty Hero Homes. Uh, so if a if a thirteen year old girl can spend two days out in the cold you know, selling cookies and lemonades to help our heroes, um, uh, hopefully that serves as motivation to people who can, uh, without missing it, uh, write checks that can can do likewise. Then, of course, our Veterans for Veterans. Uh, we want to give our veterans the opportunity to, to serve their, their, their brothers and sisters uh, in a purposeful, meaningful way. Uh, the, the military ethos is to leave no soldier behind. And uh, we have, unfortunately, as a country, uh, left too many of our heroes behind by allowing them to continually experience homelessness. Have you found uh, as a whole that, that, that veterans are stepping up in, in, a, in a bigger way to help this cause because they were, you know, they are veterans and they, they, that is the motto. And is, do you see that playing out in, in the later years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, there is a, a fraternity within those who served that's uh, indescribable and, and, and even I can't comprehend it. Uh, we've got uh, veterans on our board. We've got veterans on our staff that, um, that are helping me understand that more and more. But uh, from an, uh, as an athlete, I understand 
the locker room camaraderie and, and, and the, and the teamship that's so important to the success of a mission. Uh, but yes, uh, our, our veterans, uh, we have strategic partners who are veteran owned businesses. We have veterans who have supported us financially veterans who are introducing us to, to, to people. So, um, yeah, that, that commitment runs very deep. Yeah. It reminds me of com the, the community conversation we have a lot. Uh, we talk a lot about there's that community that sometimes is ind indescribable how it, it holds together and what the commonalities are, but it's powerful and, and, in so many arenas we've talked about it over the show depending on the topic but uh yeah the the, the veteran community outpaces all of them i i can't think of any that i've been around that jumps over so many socioeconomic um cultural uh political hurdles as the veteran community yeah. and, and the way i was exposed to that was i'd shared with you prior to the podcast here my dad uh, uh, having to go to the va for treatments for 10 years you know um and i would see how those guys would interact with each other and it was unusual yeah yeah so i'm i'm i, I would think awareness is really just the key on that one giving them a giving them an outlet to serve uh, so many are so active in their communities in so many ways and uh there's not been a good solution to we have a homelessness crisis in our country in general uh, without a solution and certainly amongst our veterans. So, um, so we're, we're hoping that through a very simple implement, uh, implementation of a base concept where veterans can move into an environment from which, for, for which they're, they're familiar for, uh, at a time in their life when, when they were perhaps most productive uh, and created some of the strongest relationships. So we want to emulate that through a Mighty Hero Homes base to have veterans uh, who are able to support one another, have on-base services such as mental health services and, and physical wellness and health services, career training services, in addition to a variety of, of opportunities to be certified as canine trainers, to train dogs for other veterans in the country, uh, for companion dogs and service dogs and beekeeping and commercial gardens. You know, those things that are going to help the veteran to uh, reintegrate back into the society. Uh, and then we're going to be very uh, intentional in how we integrate the community at large with our base um, and have uh, base-to-community and community-to-base interactions. Uh, in fact, uh, one example of that is our Welcome Home Mighty Hero program, where every veteran who moves onto a Mighty Hero Homes base will be adopted by a local church or a business or a civic organization. So from a small business standpoint, this is a wonderful opportunity for a small business to get involved in a meaningful way is to in, in adopt one of the veterans. And it's merely to welcome them to their new community, to stock their pantry, to provide them sheets and towels and a doormat and a wall hanging. But more importantly is to invite them to the Friday night football game, invite them to church, invite them to Thanksgiving dinner, uh, and give them an invitation to to integrate into their new environment and their new community. Um, on the surface, it feels like the church or the business is doing the veteran a favor, um, but I think through my experience, uh, the church and the, and the businesses will be the ones who are blessed. Uh, so if you're a small business owner and you, uh, specifically in Henry County, uh, where our first base will be, and, and you want to get involved in a meaningful way, is to sign up for our Welcome Home Mighty Hero program and be the first on the list or the, or the first in your space to openly uh, support our veterans in this manner. Uh, I think you'll truly be blessed. 
give people uh, some some uh, websites, some links where to go. We'll obviously have them in the notes here, show notes as well. But go ahead and, and, and give those information. Yes. Uh, our, our website, www.mightyherohomes.org, uh, is a, a treasure trove of, of information. Uh, I would encourage folks, if you're just interested in learning you know, what it is we do, uh, go into the uh, the links uh, with the videos. Uh, general Carroll is a two-star major general, so our board secretary, and um, very uh, very involved in, in what we're doing. He, he gives a particular viewpoint of why it's important to do what we're doing. Uh, there's a lot of information on there about the mechanics of what we're doing. There's drawings and renderings and strategies. Uh, but his, uh, his video is particularly compelling because it does speak to the why this is important. Uh, but uh, go to our website. We also have Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, other sites uh, that uh, we'll link, you can link to from our website. But our website is a great place to start. As I was listening to you think about or discuss the sort of all the, the engagements that are going to happen with these bases, uh, it, it made me think of that every one of these uh, – communities in need that we could call communities of veterans being one of them uh there's so much more tie in that 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 we wouldn't just normally um think about when we think about the effects of the veterans being homeless and then the and then the uh, the opposite effect of when they when they start to you know reassimilate back in community and, and what that, all the different connected tissue that occurs around that assimilation, not just for them, but for everyone involved is the, and the more I, like for me, the more I hear about that connected tissue, the, the more it, 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 it becomes more energizing Absolutely. Um, because it is, it, it is not just a handout. Um, it, it is a help. It is a, it is a, it is a hand up. As, and it, it's it's helping people who have defended us, who have have gone and done some of them the unthinkables, and 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 you know there's there's all kinds of uh, e- emotional and mental things that these folks go through. I I get in conversations with folks uh, often who seemingly don't give any credence to mental illness or to to issues that people face that they can't possibly put themselves in those shoes right and uh it frustrates me because although i can't put myself in those shoes that's the very reason why i, I can't judge i don't i shouldn't judge and, I, and 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 it's just it's just i don't know it's just the connected tissue of how all that really uh, happens in a can and will happen in a community is just unbelievable absolutely in fact my favorite restaurant that I go to six days a week. Oh, here we uh, go. <laughs> we are uh, we were asked to uh, share some ideas on how they might support us in a non traditional way. Um, so we actually made a proposal to them that the veterans uh, who who would qualify or have des- uh, interest in doing that work is to to train them to be very special ambassadors for their company and uh, equip them with specially marked vest, uh, you know, camo style, appropriately corporate colored, but camo style vest, allow that veteran to wear their, their hat with their service level on it. Uh, I guarantee you. That's kind of cool. That yeah. when I go through that drive through um, and I know my veteran is, is serving in line one, I'm going through line one so that I can interact with that veteran and thank that veteran on that given day. And I think there's, from a small business perspective, um, the, the men and women who will move on to a Mighty Hero home base 
yes, they have had some hard times, and yes, they may have 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 to overcome some addictions and some 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 demons to to get back to a point where they're contributing productively to society. But we have to remember that these men and women once held the keys to multi-million dollar pieces of equipment, uh, had uh, top secret clearance that were doing things that, that we could never imagine or we would never have the ability to do that they have done. And that's in their blood. That's in their DNA. So some of these veterans that move on as we provide them training, we've got commitments from from Fortune 100 companies in Atlanta to, to supply their training staff to Mighty Hero Home Bases to train our veterans on, on base. But you talk about dedication, you talk about loyalty, you talk about uh, commitment to excellence. Uh, some of our base residents who, are, uh, who go into the workforce in, in our communities where bases are, uh, no doubt in my mind, will be some of the best employees that some of these small businesses will ever hire. Totally would agree with that. You know, Joe, you, you, you talk about, and I wonder, you know, philosophically, if we've moved, if it's been so long since we have felt a threat, you know, to our homeland. I, I mean, I guess in our lifetime, uh, 9-11 was the, you know, the moment that, that pops up where the country kind of locked arms and said, okay, you know, this other stuff doesn't matter. This is what matters in front of us. And and ultimately, what, what we say as a country uh, during those times are, okay, these men and women go, go do that, right? We're, we're going to stay behind and, and eat our, our birthday cake and, and live our lives, and they go do it ultimately. They go spill their blood. They go make widows, uh, you know. And so there's a natural debt here, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 there, yep. there, there's just a natural debt that is, as Americans – this is a this this is a set apart kind of unique situation, uh, and and I think it's worth highlighting that. The other thing about giving in these scenarios as a small business, um, you know, I was part of a, a really good church for about seventeen years, and they had, every year they would have a campaign, and their campaign was specific to local charities, and we called it the Do Something campaign. And the reason we called it the Do Something campaign was because, you know, the thought, especially ideas like this one, Drew, which it's, this is a big deal, man. This is kind of big in scope, I guess, is sometimes uh, how these things can feel, is we sort of get frozen again. The idea is, man, there is so much between my $100 affecting any of this, and, I mean, that's the false thought, I, I believe. And so, as a church, we would say, okay, you can't do everything. We're not saying you can give you know, this organization, you know, $100 million and, and cure, you know, a lot of this. But you can do something. Yep. And and it's it's the, uh, what do they call it, a sin of omission. You know, when you when you know there's a natural debt here and you know that you, you can't do everything but you could do something and you don't do it, well, there's a consequence to not doing, right? We talked about obedience earlier, so, you know, not, not, not out of a fear-based idea here, but just out of the idea that is giving an option as a small business. I mean, I think in a lot of respects, I don't think it is an option. I don't think it's something you either get to choose to do and you get really good things out of it or you decide I'm not going to do it at all and there's no consequences to that decision. I, I like the term you just said because I think it applies in business, the, the natural debt. That's a, debt's a, a, a business term. It's a financial term. And, uh, you know, these guys went out and, 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 and women went out and did something 
that doesn't serve their personal interest. They did it to serve the interest of the greater good. In fact, we have no idea how many times they went and did stuff they unequivocally did not want to do or even disagreed with, but they did it to, for the greater interest. And, and so as we, as we think about the debt that we owe uh, in, the, in this case, you know, the, we need to be able to give outside of our personal interest in the same way that they gave outside of their personal interest. Sure. And uh, well, let me give them a way to do that. All right. We're, um, we're about to embark on what's called Operation Because They Deserve Better. And those four words, because they deserve better, I wear it on a bracelet 365 days a year. Uh, those four words drive everything that we do at Mighty Hero Homes because they deserve better. And Operation Because They Deserve Better is a campaign that's going to mobilize the American patriot to do their part. Uh, what you were referencing, we had a similar challenge from our pastor. It was uh, do for one what you wish you could do for, for all. And um, no, no one can solve this on their own. Not us, not another entity, not a hundred entities, but together we can. So we're asking to mobilize one million American patriots to give a one-time $100 donation. Uh, that's $100 million, which on a personal level I can't wrap my, my head around. Uh, but for $100 million, uh, we have been invited to take advantage of certain financial benefits that we can turn the $100 million into $300 million, and then we can replicate that three additional times. So for an initial raise of $100 million, which is incredible, uh, we can actually turn that into $1.2 billion, allowing us to permanently house 6,720 homeless veterans in homes from which they never have to move and can one day own. Uh, so I've... I, I believe most people can either give $100 or earn $100 or know someone who they can contact to say, would you help support me in giving a $100 to Mighty Hero Homes? And there's information on our website about becoming a patriot and becoming an ambassador in our, in our upcoming campaign. So I would simply ask you to pray about that. And, uh, and if you feel led to do so, or if uh, in an act of obedience, if the Lord's calling you to, to donate uh, in that way. Uh, to do something even uh, on such a small level, because that $100 uh, can turn into uh, a mighty instrument to be used uh, through the Lord's will by Mighty Hero Homes to house our homeless veterans. Well, that's good stuff. I mean, uh, I think we need to get near close the show here. We've we've been known to go way beyond our uh, hour, but uh, we're approaching. Um, let's just do a, a quick synopsis here around uh you're a small business owner you're an entrepreneur uh, maybe you're an executive it, it doesn't matter whether you own the business or you or you work and you're, you're maybe you're not involved in a charity every single day um we, we talked about a lot of a lot, a lot of reasons why maybe you should pause and think about some 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 places to donate your time to donate would you say the talents time talents and treasures. time talents and treasures uh I just think those three words there really, really help because it, it, it requires all three uh, to make any of this stuff work, to make any of these charities that they're in your local communities work. It requires somebody's time or a lot of people's time. Uh, they got to have talents and, and it, it absolutely requires funds. And, and uh, you know, don't, don't, don't sit on this. Don't dwell on this. You know, wherever you're, you're, uh, you've probably had all kinds of opportunities you've passed up and, and uh, this thing does really wonderful things for 
I think just the business owner's uh, psyche. Uh, we, we just get so trapped up in every single day about how we can grow, how we can bring more money in, how we can think more like the customer. I mean, everything is, if not careful, very self-centered around our own personal growth and wealth. Hey, if you're going to buy a truck at the end of 2024 because you you need to spend $100,000 to get your 38% deduction, but you had a truck two years ago you did the same thing on, maybe do maybe give the $100,000 to a charity. By the way, you still saved the 38%. <laughs> but it, it's just a giving is, is one of the most powerful things uh, that you can ever do um, especially when it's without strings, you just do it. And, uh, so I, I hope the show has, 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 you know, given some people some, some light around that. Travis, you got some thoughts? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, your, your small business and your life is a, is a group of stories, you know, at the end of the day. So, I, I mean, I think, I think this is what story is your business telling? What story, uh, you know, are, are your people participating in, in that business? Where are you leading them? Are you, are you leading people? Um, and look, anybody that's listening to the show knows Joe and I, we're not, I don't think Drew's against making money. No, I, I hope your business money helps millions of dollars, right? That, that would be fantastic. But where are you leading your people? You know, are you leading them more towards the type of people who wake up their own purpose, their own mission, um, you know, not only with your business, but you're leading them to be the type of people that give of their time, treasure, and talent. And I think that's the story at the end of the day that the successful small business owner wants to look back. That's the story he wants to tell. Um, so, you know, so, some of these stories about our businesses and our, 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 our conquering, uh, you know, our small business area, it's kind of like your golf story. I mean, I play golf, but about, about, if if we get past about the third hole, I get a little disinterested in your sixty five that you shot, even though it was a great round. That's a great story for you. So our, you know, this is an opportunity to be a part of a, a a truly great story that you could tell one day. So I think it's awesome we had Drew on, and I'm I'm glad we got to hear more about this. Yeah, thanks, Drew. You got any parting thoughts here? I would just say, and I I know this to be true personally, but we are never a better version of ourselves than when we are helping others and serving others. And whether it be through Mighty Hero Homes, whether it be through another organization uh, in your community, I encourage you as a business owner, as a business leader, as a citizen to get involved in someone else's life and make that life a little bit brighter. Um, your reward may not be immediate and it may not even be on this side of the pearly gates, but we're called to serve others. That's why we were created one of the purposes we were created and I encourage everyone to get involved in something. Thanks well, th a lot guys. Yeah. Well, thanks Drew, uh, for coming to the show and, uh, and, and sharing about your, your ministry really. And, uh, we thank you for listening to the big truths of small business. We're everywhere you have your, uh, podcast and, uh, look forward to hearing from you again on our show. We got the truths. We got the truths. We got the big truths of small business. We got the truths. We got the truths. We got the big truths. We got the big truths of small business. Yeah.